0: To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk Podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: You're listening to the Saturday Morning with Jack Tame Podcast from Newstalk ZB.
0: Our travel correspondent, Mike Yardley, is here licking his wounds after that performance <coughs> in the Blacks this morning, Mike.
1: Oh, Jack, I'm still in the recovery position, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. I did enjoy your silver linings, but i tell you what, I am really concerned about the weekend of October 14-15 <laughs> um, because I think no matter what happens in the pool games, it is highly likely we will either meet South Africa yeah. or Ireland in the quarters. I, I really struggled to see us getting past that based on what happened today.
0: Yeah, yeah, potentially. We're certainly going to make a lot of changes um, if we're going to turn things around. But uh, don't forget that uh, it was the last World Cup, eh, that South Africa lost their first game at the World Cup. Remember That's that? That's true. Yeah, That's so right. things yes. things can change. Things can they change.
1: Always, they always do so well at the World Cup, yeah. don't they, South Africa? Yeah, they do. They really bring it. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. I've got to say, too, and and I'm not just saying this out of um, being a sore loser, Um, I promise, if you were just totally independent and you were tuning into the game this morning... Mm. It was a pretty poor advertisement for rugby. That's like, true. there's just so so much technical stuff at the breakdown, Yep. and it's just so stop-starty and going back and reviewy and all that stuff. I just thought, yep. as a sport, like, I mm. don't know, I don't know how you fix that, but just rugby, just I think it's got some real problems at the moment, eh. Um, yeah, it, it looks so
1: much more clunky compared to, say, last yeah. night's NRL game. Yeah, you know, yeah, just, yeah, the yeah. entertainment factor, uh, rugby league has got it. That's it. As a sporting product, I
0: just thought, oh, I'm, I'm not... not sure about this. I really I yeah. really think there's some bigger kind of issues at play. Anyway, hey, yeah. um, we're turning our attention this morning to Bucharest, which is a remarkable part of the world, of course, in uh, Romania. So talk us through Bucharest. Delve into the city's sophisticated past by strolling down Victory Ave for us.
1: That's such a great place to start in Bucharest, Jack, because the whole city feels like a walkthrough history lesson, and I was really intrigued by Victory Ave because before the notorious tyrant, Nikolai Ceausescu, entered the scene, Bucharest was such an extravagantly elegant city. Yeah. And I mean, I know that saying the Paris of the East is often thrown about, about various um, cities in Eastern Europe, but Bucharest definitely fitted that bill. In fact, Victoria Ave was modelled to mimic the Champs-Élysées. They've even got their own Arc de Triomphe in Bucharest. Oh. And there obviously was this really big obsession with all things French a century ago because apparently, according to my Uber driver, Bucharest locals like around 1900, they would actually greet each other in French. (laughs) Really? (laughs) They would would wear the latest Paris fashions. They were just besotted by all things French, yeah. So you get a real taste of that when you walk along Victory Ave today because um, they've scrubbed all those buildings from their communist era grime and there is that sense of the former glory of Bucharest in Victory Ave.
0: Yeah, yeah. Tell you what, though, things changed a little bit mm. after 1900. I, no, no, I'm not an aficionado necessarily of Romanian history, but I know enough to know that things changed and the former Communist Party headquarters is still Ugh. standing. Yes,
1: and it's such a major blot on Victory yeah. It was such an amazing place to go to, Jack, because... As I gazed across that very austere building façade, I could virtually see Ceausescu delivering his final speech from the balcony to the baying crowd before he fled from the roof with his wife on a chopper as the crowd stormed the building. I I, I just so distinctly remember those dramatic scenes from the TV when I was a kid. Um, And, of course, he was executed by firing squad about four or five days later. So it was a really dramatic revolution that brought down the... Communist Curtain in Romania and there's this really weird looking statue out the front um, from the former Communist Party headquarters, the locals call it the Impaled Potato <laughs> and yeah. it's, it's a monument to the revolution that took place that liberated Romania Huh? Oh that's so interesting, ok so what about the Palace of the Parliament? Well, this is the number one experience in Bucharest, and your jaw will just continuously Mm. drop as you walk through this grotesquely extravagant vanity project. Um, It was the second, and it still is, the second largest admin building in the world, beaten only by the Pentagon. It is ginormous. 1,000 rooms, a third of which are underground, and Ceausescu literally starved his people, to build this dream. He bankrupted Romania in the process. Um, In New Zealand dollar terms, it cost $8 billion to build this palace. (laughs) $8 billion. Um, And I was um, cruising through the various corridors and tunnels of this building, where it has, by the way, 1 million cubic metres of marble, and my guy just turned to me and she said, This is why we shot him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, By the way, you might recall there was an episode of Top Gear some years ago where they raced through the underground tunnels just to illustrate how immense the dimensions of this building are. It really is extraordinary. It's uh, inspired by North Korea, right? Yes. um, I was fascinated by this. So apparently Ceausescu, he visited North Korea in the early 80s and he was so impressed by how the state sort of yeah. strutted its importance. So he um, set his mind to creating a very sort of vainglorious civic centre in Budapest, uh, sorry, in Bucharest. Yeah. So he levelled a fifth of Bucharest's city centre, just clearly failed yeah. it. Yeah. And apparently that included like 30,000 houses and schools and churches. Whoa. They were just bulldozed in the process so yeah that was straight out of the pyongyang playbook yeah wide boulevards lots of stone-faced buildings um he um yeah was totally inspired tell us about lipscani well this is really the survivor of Ceausescu's reign because it is like bucharest's old town or what is left of it um, and the district is so fascinating to explore because it fell into serious disrepair under communist rule, because the building owners had to hand over their uh, properties to the state. So today, even though it's been what 30 years or so since the communist reign ended, the neighbourhood is still in this sort of like um, sense of transformation because um, private owners they are now getting their buildings back. Huh. From the state, yeah, but they are now faced with enormous renovation costs to try and restore them to uh, the form, yeah. to their former glory. Yeah, so um, it, it's like the slow renaissance. Uh, that is continuing to transform yeah. the old town. But after Dark Jack, man alive, it is nightlife central, and you just sort of skip along those cobbled lanes from one bar to the next. It's just like one big sprawling bar-hopping cocktail party yeah. in the heart of Bucharest. Oh. So, yeah, it's a great place to check out.
0: Oh, fantastic. How would you rate Romanian cuisine?
1: Well, my Uber driver, I think, summed it up best. He said to me... Pork is our favorite vegetable. <laughs> and I love that. That, is just, that just totally encapsulates Romanian cuisine. Yeah. Um, there were two gems I discovered, Transylvanian goulash. Um And this oh. thing simmers for eight hours in a wood-fired oven. It's basically yeah. boneless pork with green peppers, sour cream, and sauerkraut. Very, very hearty. And I did actually find a really nice little sweet treat in Bucharest. They call it papanasi. And um, it's essentially a donut filled with sweet, fresh cheese, sort of similar to ricotta. Sure. And then they top it with sour cream and jam. It is ridiculously decadent, but I scoffed quite a few of them.
0: Ah. Yeah, that sounds like my cup of tea, I reckon. The goulash Mm. is, like, it's good, right? But it's sort of like a... Yeah, you sort of, you don't want it every day, eh? It's quite that hearty. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, very, yeah.
1: Very much a winter dish, I yes. would suggest. Yes. Yeah, Kind of yeah.
0: casserole right? Indeed. Yeah. yeah. No, very good. <laughs> hey, thank you so much, Mike. Have a great yes, weekend, and we will yes, catch man. you soon. That is our travel correspondent, Mike Yardley. His tips for breezing through Bucharest in Romania will be up and available on the News Talk ZB <laughs> website.
1: For more from Saturday Morning with Jack Tame, listen live to News Talk ZB from 9 a.m. Saturday or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.